This is the Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors podcast, sponsored by Visit Bemidji. Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors covers the lakes, woods, trails, wildlife, and anything else going on outdoors in Paul Bunyan's playground. Well, we spend most of the week previewing the National Walleye Tour National Championship coming up next week on Devil's Lake, but the Bassmaster Elite Series is done for the year. The defending Bassmaster Classic champ is, of course, Jeff Gussie Gustafson. We'll find out how his latest season went next. Thank God it's Friday, gonna cast out a line in the early afternoon. Sun is flying oh so high. I'm a peaceful kind of guy, most usually. But I'm hunting on the fishes in the deep blue sea. Making sure my bait is all nice and stinky. Gonna add a little, let it make the bait go sinky. We can wait another day to do the patchwork laundry. Cause now we're going fishing for Bunyan Country. I'm Kevin Cochran and you're listening to Fishing Paul Bunyan Country. Today we're checking in with Jeff Gussie Gustafson, who, of course, uh, when we last talked to him, was coming off the national championship win at the Bassmaster Classic. Uh, and from that point on, we talked to you right after it, but I was keeping tabs on you after that, Gussie. You had a, a lot of things going by, uh, after winning that championship. Yeah, we won the Bassmaster Classic back in March. So, um, you know, for anyone that fishes tournaments, that's the dream come true. It's, uh, it's our big event in, in the sport and early all tournament fishing. And, uh, yeah, so I had some good fortune there. Everything went my way. And, you know, yeah, it's been a busy whirlwind, uh, past few months, but, but everything's good. Um, you know, just wrapped up the Bassmaster Elite Series season um, out in New York for our last two tournaments. And we were at Lake Champlain, St. Lawrence River, two of the best smallmouth venues in the world. And um, I kind of just missed the cut to fish on day three at both tournaments. Um, you know, the goal is to make that top 50 cut. You get paid and um, get to fish another day and everything. And I, um, yeah, I, I pretty disappointing finishes, you know, because they're, I expect to do well in these smallmouth tournaments, um, but the, the the guys are so good, and you know, you just if you don't don't have a great day every day, you they you get left behind pretty quick. But uh, so yeah, now I'm I'm back home now, up at north north end of Lake of the Woods, and got I don't know four or five more tournaments left, a little bit of guiding and fishing. You know, most days between now until things freeze up. So just you know, lots of time to have some fun and just kind of continue to work on my craft okay well i uh i think it's probably fun for a guy like you after you know traveling all over basically um, the united states to get home right and fish those home waters that that you don't get to fish most of the time while your friends are fishing them yeah, exactly. It's um, it, we, I, I live in a special place up in Kenora on the on, again on the north end of Lake of the Woods. And um, if you like to be outdoors, you know we've got some good hunting opportunities, but a lot of really good fishing um, for a variety of species. So I, you know, that's the main reason why I kind of continue to live up here. It's it's not the most convenient place for my main real job of of fishing the Elite Series, but uh, but. You know, as somebody that loves being outside, it's a, it's, there's no better place, I don't think, this, you know, especially this time of year over the next couple months. Um, so here we are, um, after the season. Where are you sitting? How did you do in the uh, previous tournaments in this season? And are you going to make the, uh, ba- or I suppose you get back in as a national champ next year, regardless, right? Yeah. So I get back in the classic because that's the main goal for the, 
for the season is you want to make the classic. The elite field is 104 anglers. The top 40 make the classic the following year. You get points where you finish in each event. There's nine events through the season. So I actually had my worst season. Um, in, this was my fifth year fishing the Elite Series, and I had my worst season. I actually finished 52nd in points, um, so really dead middle of the pack. And, uh, you know, obviously my expectations are higher. I've qualified for the Classic in all the other years, but yeah, I guess it, it was a good year to kind of have a tough <laughs> northern swing um, because I'm, you know, like, yeah, I'm already in the Classic. I got to fish, you know, the second half of this year kind of stress-free and pressure-free knowing that I was already in the in the big tournament next year. So, you know, it. but, yeah, I got to definitely be better when we start up again next year, and, and uh, you, don't, you never want to miss getting to fish the Classic, that's for sure. Well, it seems very NASCAR-like in that your biggest event – is kind of uh, the first event of the season. I know it's actually the last event of the last season, but but then it's the next. You know, you you do that, and then you're right into the next season. And I got to think, coming off a, a win like that, um, it's a little uh, anticlimactic. Well, it, I don't know that it's anticlimactic, but because it, 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 I mean, you know, you always want to do your best out there and everything. But maybe I just didn't have the killer going as much as I normally would have, and. I mean, it, to be honest, it's been a, it's been a, almost overwhelming. Like I've done a lot, like a ton of interviews and just, there's a lot of media requests and just things keeping you busy and, and where you're not necessarily like working on your tackle and working on fishing and everything as much. So uh, I'm looking forward to a little off season and, and just, you know, being prepared and, and ready to go next season. Our schedule for next year should be out here in the next week or two. And, um, you know, it's always exciting seeing, Seeing where we're going next year, there's always a few regular places and a few new places, and uh, you know, so yeah, it just sort of waiting on that now, and then it'll be starting to plan ahead for for next year. Okay, um, w- looking at this season, uh, did you w- were there any surprises as far as the anglers who did do well? Were there any uh, young up and comers that uh, impressed you this year? I mean, it's always impressive. Um, yeah, it, the the field just keeps getting better every year. Essentially, like ten guys are going to get eliminated at the end of the season, and ten new guys come in. And um, you know, generally, the 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 group of new anglers is always just it's it keeps getting better and better every year. These guys are very proficient using their electronics. They they're fishing college events, you know, and have traveled all over the country already to get to, um, you know, so they have experience at a lot of the different water bodies we go to and yeah, no, it's, um, it's crazy how good everybody is. And, um, it's very competitive. Um, Kyle Welcher just from Alabama, he's, I think was in his fourth season. He won the angler of the year this past year, like never really had a bad tournament the whole year. It's, it's, which is, which is awesome. Unreal. You know, it's hard to do that, but, uh, yeah, no, it's, um, it, it just it keeps getting harder and harder kind of every year just with the field of anglers that, that, that we're fishing against. But, it, it you know, for me, I mean, it just makes me want to get better and keep working on the game and, and be you know, be back and, and ready to go again next year. Well, I, do, I do have some big news, too, to announce that, um, you know, sort of to – to everyone around the Bemidji area, but Northland Fishing Tackle is going to be my title sponsor next year and have sort of the main spot on my boat and truck wrap. And so, obviously for me, um, 
Northland's been a big supporter and a good friend, you know, I have friends with everybody there for a long time. And, uh, so it's a pretty awesome opportunity and we're going to, we're going to keep, we've, we've designed a lot of really nice high end bass tackle, um, you know, over the last year and we're going to continue to do so moving forward. So it's kind of an exciting, exciting time there. And especially for bass anglers in, in central Minnesota. Awesome. Well, I, I don't know who to, uh, congratulate more, you or Northland. I think it's a great deal for both of you, obviously. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, uh, it's exciting. And, um, you know, so yeah, I, I appreciate the support from all those guys and, I, you know, I, I, the first question everybody asks who I've told is like, are you, you know, um, what about your other sponsors and everything? So Shimano and G Loomis, they've, they've been a, my sort of title sponsor the past several years and everything's still good with them. And, uh, I, you know, I'll still be, I'm still spoiled and get to use, you know, the best rods and reels out there. But, um, but, but yeah, this is, this is a really cool opportunity and we're going to, you know, yeah, make make some tackle that I really want and that I I like to use, and um, and Northland's going to be able to make it happen and get it out there for everybody. Taking a look around the the waters you fished this year, and you, I'm sure you fished a lot of these same waters over the the, the years. You know, um, talking about hottest summers ever in a lot of places, certainly not uh, in in Bemidji, Minnesota, but seems like many other places were. Did you experience that this summer? And are you seeing changes in the way the fish are behaving due to the fact that it seems to be getting warmer? Well, I mean, up here in in northwest Ontario, I mean, we had kind of like you guys, I mean, a fairly average season, summer-wise, I think, um, our water levels have been kind of normal and we've had a decent enough amount of rain to where, cause we will, we will get the forest fires bad up here. And we've, we've been pretty lucky this year to where we haven't, haven't had really major problems with the fires versus other areas in parts of Canada. Um, so, uh, you know, I, I go into for this summer, I haven't noticed a whole lot, but I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's nice when we don't have, cause over the last couple of years, I mean, we've had extremes of, really low water and no snow and then massive amounts of snow and then everything's flooded for the whole following summer and you know you hate seeing that stuff where it affects people um as bad as it does so you know it's been been kind of nice this year where as far as just everything's just kind of normal um in regards to our water and fishing's been good i mean i i've probably got fish the least i ever have around home this summer just with all the traveling and everything that i've done but i'm I'm excited to be back now and um you know we're we're spoiled up here it's always pretty good whether you want to catch bass or walleye and obviously we got the pike and musky crappie lake trout um it's a it's a great place to live if you like being outdoors that's, that's for sure absolutely so that's my question for you now i mean you, the you've been doing nothing but bass fishing for a long stretch of time uh how how many other fish are you going to try to catch now well, the next, like, until, like, the, I think the second weekend in October, I think all about, like, one or two weekends, I'm fishing a bass tournament. So the focus will still be pretty strong on the bass, but it's easy to go, um, you know, grab a few walleyes to cook up for dinner, and I'll be doing a fair amount of that. And, you know, the crappie fish will start getting heated up. And then after that mid-November on, then I'll do a little bit more on the toothy predators and muskie and pike fishing. Um you know, but I, I do like to sort of do it all. If there's a hot bite or the weather's going to make it easier to go one way or the other, um, I'll, you know, I, I, I just like to be out there fishing and, um, you know, but yeah, obviously still quite a bit of bass fishing, um, with 
with some of these tournaments that I'm going to fish, but, uh, but it, yeah, I like to mix a little bit of everything in there. And then before long, we'll be drilling holes again. And, um, you know, it's just, it's crazy how fast the summer goes by. But, uh, so yeah, I, for me, I mean, I just, now that I'm sort of get to be home for a while, it's just try to enjoy, um, as much of it as you can. And, and, uh, just, yeah, cause it'll be, it'll be, uh, it'll be winter again soon enough. <laughs> that it will. Well, listen, you, you get, to, you get to be out there, uh, checking out all the newest stuff with, with your sponsors and stuff. As you noted, you're going to help dev- design some stuff for Northland. Uh, but is there anything in the last year or two that you've seen that you think is really cool that uh, people need to take a look at besides, besides the sonar? Yeah. Besides the sonar that everyone's sick of, uh, <laughs> it's fun to use, but it's, um, yeah, it's just, it's really changing the game, you know, for bass fishing and tournament fishing. And I mean, if you're not proficient with the forward facing sonar, you're going to get left behind and, um, but I, you know, one of the cool things I've seen, I've got a new Minn Kota Ultrax trolling motor. It's actually called the Ultrax Quest. So they came out earlier this, this summer and, um, you know, just an upgraded version of the, of the Ultrax trolling motor that's been around for a while. The foot pedal's still the same. We still got spot lock, but a little bit beefier mount. It's got a brushless motor, so it's quieter. They're saying it's going to last longer. Um, but it's been a pleasure to use. I've had no issues with it using it all summer. And, um, that's sort of the only real new thing that I have on my, on my boat right now, probably. But as far as some of the tackle goes, yeah, just, um, like this stuff with Northland, we're going to make a lot of good, good, you know, with focus on bass, but a lot of jigs that you can, and you'd be able to use some of them for walleye fishing and other species as well. But, uh, we're going to have Gamagatsu hooks and everything, high quality, sharp, strong hooks, um, and just, you know, hooks in the right sizes and colors uh, that that bass anglers want. And then the other sort of big news with Northland as well is um, I've for years I've used the Smeltinator jig head. And it was been made by a friend of mine up here. His name's Brian Gustafson. And actually no relation to me, but we're good, good friends. But it's a real lifelike um, minnow head jig that I've used for years for the, you know, the moping and uh, Demiki technique that I've that I've won some of these tournaments with down south and have had a lot of success with it. Well, Northland has um, come up with a licensing agreement with my friend Brian and his company Bass Tactics to license the Smeltinator jig and you know be able to produce it and distribute it. Oh, so they're going to be able to get it out there a little bit better and and um, it's going to be sort of widely available. But they're really nice jigs. I mean, very lifelike head designs and Gamagatsu good hooks. Um, just, you know, tournament quality, but again, it's not only for bass anglers, um, a, a lot of walleye anglers are going to be able to like, use them and do well with them as well. All right. Um, so if we're, if you're, if we're going up north, your neck of the woods and go fishing, what's yeah. biting right now? What do we need to be doing? Yeah. I mean, I, I think probably, uh, the bass fishing is pretty good. I mean, you can sort of through September, you can catch some shallow, catch some deep, um, they're all over, they're biting walleye fishing. I know, um, in the, you know, in this neck of the woods, we got a lot of walleye anglers out there. Um, I, you know, as much bass fishing as I do, I'm just constantly surprised at how shallow we catch walleyes throughout the summer and everything. But if I was just going out to look for walleyes and, uh, catch a bunch, you know, you get on the main basin and get on the structure, the humps and points and big flats, um, and it, they're not hard to find up here. Again, I 
said it earlier, like I'm spoiled to live where I do, but this north end of Lake of the Woods and, and a lot of the lakes around here, Rainy, Black Sewell, Wabagoon, and however, you know, there's hundreds of smaller inland lakes as well, but world-class walleye fishing. And for anybody that, that wants to book a trip, you can, you know, Sunset Country has a really cool website. They represent, you know, hundreds of resorts up here and um, you can find the place sort of the, to best suit your needs and come up and have fun. But the walleye fishing is really good. It stays good sort of throughout the fall. And but yeah, if you're coming now, you definitely want to focus on the main lake, main basin. Um, you know, the depth sort of is relative to the water body, but um, but you know that twenty to twenty to thirty feet, some deeper on some lakes, um, you're going to be able to find fish. Jeff Gussie Gustafson, Bassmaster Elite and Bassmaster Classic Champion is my guest. We'll wrap it up with Gussie next. I'm Jason Durham, the smarter and better looking Jason, and this is Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors. Hi, I'm Dick Beardsley with Dick Beardsley Fishing Guide Service. Cast a line this summer and discover the first city on the Mississippi, Bemidji, with over 400 lakes and a 25-mile radius, creates a premier destination for all anglers. With an abundance of multi-species available, you'll catch more fish, bigger fish, and create better stories to last a lifetime. For more information, go to visitbemidji.com. Bemidji points to further. This is Mandy Year, and you're listening to Paul Bunyan's Country Outdoors. Jeff Gustafson is my guest today, and Gussie, you do the you know the local tournaments and things like that, and then uh, you get a few months off to ice fish before you head to the next Bassmaster Classic. Where is next year's Bassmaster Classic? So yeah, we are we are classic next year is in Oklahoma, Tulsa, Oklahoma, and we're going to be fishing on Grand Lake. So I actually fished there once. My very first year sort of fishing in the, in the U.S. Uh, back in 2013, um, but that was a June event, um, so it's going to be a little bit different this time around as far as, you know, fishing in, in March. Um, but, yeah, it's, um, you know, it'll, it'll, come up, it'll come up quick and as we get closer, but, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm excited for it. I haven't really done a ton of planning and preparation for it yet, but as we get get you know, move it into the winter here. I'd definitely be thinking about that a lot. Um, and yeah, just looking forward to it. But for anyone, if you know, I get all the, all the time, people are, you know, Oh man, I want to come and check out one of these Bassmaster tournaments. And I mean, any of the elite series events are, are awesome. Um, to, to see it's quite the spectacle, but if people were going to travel and wanted to come and see, you know, one of the events, the classic is the one to go to. I mean, it's, uh, it's a big sort of almost a week long festival for for people that enjoy bass fishing and uh they have a big huge expo sort of in conjunction with the event and it's uh it's, it's yeah quite the spectacle for sure but um but yeah I'm excited for it again it's it's going to be happening in March of 2024 Well you're a guy who spent the bulk of your life uh, fishing up in Canada and you know Minnesota type waters You've been doing a lot of southern fishing lately. Um, yeah. How do you feel about southern fishing compared to fishing in our neck of the woods? Well, I mean, it's it's. It, I like being in the south just as far as it's kind of the best. There's a lot of history with bass fishing, and and um, you know, I'm lucky. I've got to fish a lot of the most 
historical places in the in the country over the years, and that's cool. But we, I, getting to fish down there as much as I do, I get to see how good we have it in the north, especially in you know in Minnesota and northwestern Ontario, and um, you know just the, the lakes down there get a lot of pressure. I mean, there's just boats all the time, and the the, the fishing can be good, but it's but you know we're we're spoiled up here to have all the all the water that we do, and we can always get away and find our own sort of places to fish and and catch a lot of fish you know it's uh it, it, if you're not catching anything in, up in in this part of the world you got to keep moving like they're going to be biting somewhere and and uh, there's a lot of really good places to, to go put your boat in the water so um yeah i it definitely doing as much fishing as i've done in the south it's fun to uh to, you know it gives me an appreciation for how good we have it up here yeah, we really do. And, you know, the one thing I've heard from bass anglers over the years is, yeah, you might find a much bigger bass in the southern water, but the action and the fight uh, up here is much better. And average size is much better, too. Like, oh. yeah, we don't really have a shot at those 10 pounders that you do in Texas or Florida, some of the places. But, like, the number of three to five pound fish that we have is not many lakes in the south can compete with that. So it's, uh, yeah, we're, we are spoiled up here, for sure. All right. Well, before we let you go, do you have time for a Fast Five? Let's do it. All right, here we go, Fast Five. Jeff Gussie Gustafson, Doctor of Bassology. <laughs> What's up? Fast Five. Question number one. Dogs or cats? Uh, I'm a cat guy. I like I like looking after my friend's dog, but we're traveling a lot, and cats are a little bit easier to, to look after. And um, yeah, we like cats. I, I did notice that when we when we got a cat after we had dogs for a number of years, it was a lot easier to leave home on a weekend. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. Question number two: What is your favorite pizza, and where is your favorite place to get that pizza? I'm kind of a plain guy, so I'm going to go with pepperoni, uh, pepperoni and cheese, and I mean any kind of little sort of, uh, you know, out of the way pizza joint is probably going to have the best pizza. That's a fact, no question about that. Is yeah. there is there any uh, any special ones up there in your neck of the woods that you like? Um. Man, I I don't know. I I wouldn't. I don't know if I could name one offhand, but like uh, just all the different places that we travel to, it's fun to get to, um, you know, get a good pizza. Yeah, get good um, good local pizza. You know. Yeah. All right. Question number three. It's dessert time. Uh, for dessert, are you having cake or are you having pie? I'm going with pie. Got to go make it uh, a blueberry pie would be my first choice. Boy, you and me both. We had a mind meld on that one. I love blueberry <laughs> pie. Question number four. Uh, Jeff Gussie Gustafson came home from school, got his homework done, and he got his two hours of TV. Uh, what was your favorite TV show? Favorite TV show? Oh, man. I'd, I'd probably have to go with... Uh, the In Fisherman. The In Fisherman or Bassmasters when I was a kid. They used to be on TNN. I would tape them all and watch them over and over again. I, that, I get so much of that. I really do from, from anglers telling me they, they'd watch that growing up. It's either that or Dukes of Hazard seems to be the uh, favorite in the, in the <laughs> angling world. All right. That's a good one, too. 
Uh, well, yeah, especially you. You know, you're hang you hang out down in those neck of the woods. Those, you know, Mason yeah, Dixon line yeah, areas. Yeah. All right, finally, question number five: uh, School days. What was your favorite subject? Ooh, favorite subject in school. Uh, man, I, I probably like woodshop the most. Um, as far as just like, this is going to be fun, I'm going to learn something, and um, I don't know how far I took those skills after, but um, but yeah, that was. I'd have to go with woodshop. Well, Jeff, uh, before we wrap it up, if people want to keep tabs on your adventures, see what's going on in your world, what's the best way to do that? Yeah, I'm all over social media, Gussie Outdoors, um, and I have a website, gussieoutdoors.com, so uh, yeah. They can. I'm easy to find. All right, he's he's probably one of the uh, favorite anglers that we watch. I mean, if if there was fantasy fishing leagues, and there probably are, I, I don't know of any, but if there are, oh yeah, there is. Yeah, <laughs> everybody in Minnesota would want to get Gussie on their fantasy fishing team. That's for sure. Jeff Gustafson, great to have you on the show again today. Thanks for taking the time, and good luck with your tournament run here, and obviously next year in the Bassmaster Classic. All right, thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. Fish I would say that the listeners of Fish and Paul Bunyan Country are the smartest people on earth.